Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. There, there are messages on there. There's Bible reading plans. There's everything. Amen. But I want you to review the last couple of weeks. First week, we started out in the basement. Somebody say the basement. We started in the basement talking about the things that are in our heart that the Word of God tells us to guard our heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. And the things that, that the enemy has set resident in our heart ends up making its way out to our life and that we are, we are simply our outward reflection of what's in our hearts. Amen? Amen. And then last week, we talked about, what was the room we did last week? Living room. Living room. How could I forget? Amen. We talked about the living room that God calls us into a higher level of living. That Jesus said in John 10 and 10 that I have come to, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. How many of y'all stepped into the living room last week? Amen. Tell somebody, I, tell somebody I'm going to live on another level. We're going to live on another level because we address, we address the elephants in the room. And this week, we're dealing with the kitchen. Somebody say the kitchen. The kitchen is an interesting place. I have fun with this. God allowed my imagination to run wild a little bit because, you know, the, the kitchen is a very unique place in the house because that's, where, that's almost like the second living room because yeah, Lord knows we're going to eat, right? Tell me if I don't do nothing else, I'm going to eat. And I'm going to make preparation and I'm going to do all that. It's amazing. Do you not know that in real estate, the thing that adds the most value to a home is when you renovate the kitchen? That's what adds the most value. And so, this is a valuable, this is a value, metaphorically, a very, a very valuable place. It's where we get our nutrition. It's where we plan. It's, where we, it's usually the last place that, that's, that we visit uh, at night. And sometimes some of us should not. <laughs> and it's usually the first place that we go in the morning or the last place that we visit before we go out, and go, we go out amongst our day, whether it's to grab, uh, grab some coffee or, or to grab some water. Tell somebody the kitchen is important. The first thing we want to talk about is that the kitchen is designed for consumption. Somebody say consumption. The whole premise around a kitchen is designed so that it, 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 it is either preserving or it allows you to prepare something so that you can consume it so that you can live with. And God said there are some elephants in the room in the kitchen. There's some things metaphorically that we can extract from the kitchen. Somebody say the kitchen. How many of you like me that, that, that the kitchen is where you usually spend a lot of your activity? Either something you get a cup of coffee, got somebody over the house, you come on in the kitchen, you know, we, we got our elbows on the counter and, you know, pe people have even went so far that in, in refrigerators now, they've got TVs that's in, you know, in the door of the, of the refrigerator because we spend so much time there. But the first thing I want to talk to you about the elephant is your diet. Our diet is expressed in the kitchen. I want you to turn with me to Philippians 4 and 8. 
Somebody say the kitchen. I want to tell you what you eat matters. The world says like this, I guess in the, in the diet realms, you are what you eat. If that, if that applies to you naturally, then it has to apply to you spiritually. Tell somebody you are what you eat. If all you consume is housewives of every city, if all you eat is watching World Star all day, <laughs> tell somebody you are what you eat. If all you watch is Maury Povis to see if it's really that, if, 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 if one of them three fathers is the one. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Let's tell the truth. Mm -hmm, yeah. See that baby's eyes? That look like the one on the end. <laughs> see that little cleft chin? No, nah, they ain't that one right there. And then it don't be none of them. Then the mama running, getting all up under the couch. <laughs> but tell somebody, you are what you eat. And I'm not saying we shouldn't watch any of those things, but the thing that you eat, you feast on the most in the time of trouble. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart. So when the day of temptation comes, I may not sin against you. You're not eating for now. You're eating for something that you don't know that you're going to be facing. Many of us know when, we, when we're going to have a hard day or, you know, many uh, 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 marathon runners, a week before they run a marathon, they eat a lot of carbohydrates. They call it carving up because they know that when they get past about mile eight or mile ten, their body starts pulling on those stores. Tell somebody, you got to eat for where you're going. You got to eat for where you're going. You can't eat for where you are. Because we don't know where God is going to order us. We don't know where God is going to order our steps. And so it's important what you eat, what you let in your ear gate, what you let in your eye gate, the thing that you meditate on. Philippians 4 and 8 says this. It says, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, and whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, what did the word say, y'all? Think on these things. Well, you say, well, Pastor Tony, I thought you was talking about us eating. Now all of a sudden we're talking about the mind. It is the mind that we serve God. And what we think on, what we meditate on, eventually seeps down into our spirits. It seeps down into our hearts. It seeps down into our soul. And guess what, y'all? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And whatever you shall speak, ye shall have. And so if I were the devil, I wouldn't attack your mouth. I would attack your mind. Because your mind is the thing that controls everything. So if I, if I let worration, if I let enemies talking about you, if, if all those things, if I can get it wrapped around your mind, it would eventually seep down into your heart. Anything seeps down in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. Anything comes out of your mouth is going to create your future. Sometimes it's so simple we can miss it. And so you wonder why the devil comes and tries to affect your mind. 
because it is with the mind that we serve God. And so the word of God is telling us, so whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, to be any truth in, he said, I want you to think on these things. Could it be possible that the reason that 2017 was, 2017 was so tumultuous is because we haven't been thinking on these things? We've been thinking on the opposite thing. We've been thinking, oh Lord, what is the devil going to do to me? Oh, and what if the bill ain't paid? Oh, and if, oh, if I do this, then they're going to be mad with me. Well, the biblical prescription is whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are good, report. Tell somebody, I need you to think on these things. We have to think about the things that feed us. I want you to take stock and take inventory, people of God, of the things that you are eating. Let me tell you something. I don't have this in the notes, but nobody eats by accident. We talked about this morning in our staff rally. We always get together and have a staff rally to encourage and to get us focused on the mission of serving for the day. But one thing, Brother Bobby Stone, he did an awesome job this morning, did he not? He encouraged the, ser- the, the, the volunteers and the servants in this house to make sure that we are serving with intentionality. Somebody say intentionality. Nobody eats by accident. Ooh, how did that pizza get in my belly? No, it didn't. Tell somebody you do it on purpose. You know, we can be hungry. The body tells us you need to eat, but we are so intentional. I don't feel like chicken today. It's Friday. I want some seafood. Right? Tell somebody intentional. Well, if we are intentional about what we put in our physical bodies, God said you need to be intentional about the things that you eat. It, need to be, it, it needs to be commensurate with where God's taking you. And if we have a vision and a blueprint for our lives, we should be feeding things in our minds and in our spirits that is in alignment with where we know God has taken us. If God has called you to be an entrepreneur, you don't need to be every day when you wake up or at lunchtime doing Sudoku. You don't need to be doing a crossword puzzle. I would even venture to say, you don't always even have to be reading the word of God. Sometimes you need to be reading, a, uh, reading something that is going to expand your thinking to be the entrepreneur where God has called you to be. Tell somebody to think on these things. So I want to challenge you this week to do an analysis of what you eat. Some of you are already thinking, like, mm-hmm. But we can make all these declarations at the beginning of the year. This is my year for this, and God is going to take me this, and God is going to... But does your diet look like where you're going? I think in in a couple of weeks, they're going to have the Olympics in South Korea. You can't tell me those people who are the top athletes in the world are eating Doritos and Ding Dongs. Can't do it. They are eating to get their bodies in the in 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 in, in the most top physical conditions so that they can perform when the lights come on. And can I tell you, there is a moment, just like when David faced Goliath, there is a moment, well, just like when the prophet Elijah faced the prophets of Baal, there is a moment that God 
already setting up for you where the spotlight is going to be on you. And the question is, is your diet, is what you're eating preparing you for when the lights come on? The moment when you're facing your giant. The moment when you're facing enemies. The moment when it's life or death. When, when, when your family member calls you and says, I need you to pray right now. We're on our way to the emergency room. It's your diet. Reflective of the moment that you need to stand up and let God arise. Ask somebody beside you, how is your diet? How is your diet? If an emergency came, if the devil uh, consumed and jumped and got involved in your family, have you been consuming that you are the head and not the tail? And because the Holy Spirit is in you, you, uh, uh, you, you can cast, one can chase a thousand and two can chase ten thousand. Have you been studied on the power of the Holy Spirit to know that the devil has to flee when you proclaim the name of Jesus? Because when the devil comes, I'm telling you, if you call at the 9 o'clock, you're not going to get Pastor Tony because Pastor Tony is going to be in the bosom of sleep. It's true. I will be asleep. I ain't staying this young looking by staying up late. I go to sleep. Old Saint said, I got a telephone in my bosom that I can dial up the master anytime. You have to understand that when Jesus died, tell somebody Jesus died, and when he died, the word of God records that the, that the veil in the temple was ripped from the top to the bottom, meaning that we no longer had to go through a priest to get God. Now we should give honor to him, honor to do, and how can they hear without a preacher, and how can he preach unless he be sick? I know all of that, but the fact of the matter is, people of God, you can get to God for yourself. I know there's a special anointing on leadership but like the old saints say I've got a telephone in my bosom and when I call him he answers prayer anybody can testify the fact that when you called him and the reason he came and answered your prayer is because this ain't the first time that he's ever heard your voice. Is that I've been laying before him when I did not need him. And so when I call him, he said, who's that voice? I've never heard that voice before. It's because I've spent time with the master. To make sure that you're not a strange voice to the master. Ask somebody, does he know your voice? Does he know your voice? But what you eat matters. I'm going to move. But the fact that matters, people of God, that the kitchen is a very interesting place. I, I call it the laboratory of life. Tell somebody, it's the laboratory of life. Here's the reason, y'all. It's a place where things are stored individually. And it's the laboratory. Put a little of this. Put a little of that. If, if, if you be honest, outside of what the things, the, the stuff we bought, you know, we buy everything so prepackaged and all that stuff now. But when we talk about the things that are in the cabinet, rarely is there anything that's in its raw state that can be eaten. I'm gonna show you. Look at this. Everybody know what this is. Sugar. Anybody 
not try to just eat sugar by itself. I saw somebody raise a hand. God bless you. Somebody say sugar. Sugar by itself is not good. Let me tell you this. Woo, got something else. This is flour. Anybody have it? Now, I'm going to pray for somebody you try to eat some flour. Anybody ever ate flour by itself? I don't have any with me, but, but anybody ever try to eat eggs by themselves? I mean, I'm just a raw egg. Some people do it when they're trying to do bodybuilding and all that stuff for the protein. But by itself, it is not good. Anybody try to drink lemon extract? It will about make you pass out. Tell somebody nothing is good by itself. Anybody, I love cinnamon, but if anybody try to eat a spoonful of, it will make you pass out. Cinnamon by itself is not good. But let me show you something. If I put a little cinnamon, just, just a dab, right? I'm making a mess up here. Put a little flour. Put a little bit of sugar. Y'all see what I'm doing. I'm going to put some sugar in here. Right? <laughs> and, and let me tell you something, y'all. There are some things in, their li in life that by itself is bitter. There are some things in our lives, people of God, that when we taste it alone, and so many times we can be such creatures of what we're going through. Anybody ever been through? And look, look this, this is what God adds. Then we put a little milk. The milk of disappointment. We put it in there. So somebody say disappointment. It don't taste good by itself, y'all. Anybody like disappointment? Raise your hand. We're going to pray for you right now. Somebody say disappointment. Disappointment. We put that in a bowl. And then the next thing we did, and, and I don't know what, I'm not trying to make light of it, but some of us have had some hard things. And then, yeah, yeah, then, and then, then we, we, we had a molestation where somebody, somebody we trusted, uh, abused our trust, and they did some with us, and it afflicted our mind. You know what I told you about the mind before? Somebody say somebody betrayed me. Put my trust in them. They took advantage of me. And then we, 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 what, what we do is we put that in there. We put that in there. We put that in there. And that's part. Uh, and, uh, maybe, you, maybe you're a parent. And, 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 and the way that life is supposed to go, the way that life is supposed to go, you're supposed to raise them up and they're supposed to grow up. And then have, if, life, if life travels its own direction, then eventually you're supposed to leave before your child. But sometimes somebody's had a miscarriage. Somebody has, has lost a child before. And the pain of it. God said it goes into the bowl. It goes into the bowl. It goes in the bowl. By itself, it is very bitter. This is salt, y'all. Anybody can anybody just licking salt? You really got some issues. You really got some problems. But tell somebody salt by itself will harm you. But not when you put it in the bowl. Not when you put it in the bowl. I got some other things here. I got some other things. Oh, I got some stuff in the refrigerator too, y'all. I got stuff. Oh, 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 here's a good one. The bitter taste of divorce. Y'all stood up in front of everybody. Some of y'all still paying for the dress. You thought it was going to be a fairy tale. You thought that everything was going to last forever. 
and it didn't work out like you thought it was going to work out. Well, God said, well, all of that put, goes into the bowl. All of that goes in there. All of that, I got something else in there. Is this hitting anybody where you're at? Or maybe you grew up and daddy wasn't in the home. I never saw a man. Well, if I did see a man, it was, it was the flavor of the month. Whoever mama was with at the time. And, 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 and as a result, it, it, it affected the way I'm treating even my own son. It's, the way I'm it's, it's affecting even the way I'm, I have relationships with other men. Whatever it is, God said, I knew the way you were going to take. I created you from your mother's womb. But can I tell you something? God allows all that stuff go in. The divorce, the molestation, all these things, the disappointment. He adds all those things. He says, give it to me. He says, give it to me. You can't do nothing with this stuff by yourself. And all these things individually are better tasting to your palate. Oh God, but I'm reminded, reminded in Romans 8 and 28 where it says all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose. So don't you feel bad say, God, why me? Why was I subject to this? Why did you let me go through this? And I hear the Lord saying, why not you? Why not you? Because I told you to go what you're going through. I told you, Sister Daddy, people wonder why you pray the way you do. I know that you lost a daughter. I know that you had to bury your daughter. But so when people see you praying, they don't know what's upholding you. Tell somebody it's all in the bowl. The good, the bad, every disappointment, every lie, they never told on you. Every disappointment, every door that you thought was an open door, but it ended up being a closed door. God said it was just added to the bowl. It was just added to the bowl. It was making your story. It was creating your story. Can somebody stand to your feet and thank God for the salty days? Thank God for the days when it was bitter to my taste because you are adding in a little bit of sorrow. You are adding a little bit of turmoil. But I thank God that all things work together. Tell somebody to tell them all things. That's inclusionary of everything. Oh, we oh, we we wanna we wanna we wanna add in the days of triumph, but those days when you pray and it seems like your prayer is hitting the ceiling and bouncing back down. God said I was there. The steps of a good man. Tell somebody I'm a good man. He lead me through the valley of the shadow of death. I will feel no evil. For thou, y'all know your Bible, don't you? For thou art with me. Can you tell somebody? Tell him he's with you. He was with you through the disappointment. Come on, tell everybody around. Tell me he's with you. He's been with you. 
When they walked out, he was with you. When they, when they let you down, he was with you. When the doctor shook his head and turned away, he was with you. God said, if you just let me put it in a bowl. <laughs> and here's the thing, the marvelous thing, not only did God let all this stuff be added to the bowl, then he went to a place. It doesn't do good for all this stuff to be added to the bowl unless it's put in heat. Is anybody mature enough in this place to say, Lord, thank you for the furnace. Thank you, Lord, for the fiery furnace. Thank you, Lord, for the trial. Thank you, Lord, for the backstabbers. Thank you, Lord, for those that made promises and walked away from me. So God said, I put it all in a dish. I mixed it up real good. Tell somebody, tell somebody God mixed it up real good. And he put it inside the oven. He put it inside the oven. He put it inside the oven. And he let it go through process. And he let it go through disappointment. But let me tell you something. Out of all that God let you go through, God had the ending in mind before the beginning. See, the word of God said he is alpha. And he's omega. He's a beginning and God knows he's the ending. Nothing captures him by surprise. He knew that you would be what you were going through. He knew that you would get the cancer diagnosis. He knew that people would turn their backs on you. Tell somebody God is not caught by surprise. Somebody lift your hand if you're going through something. If you breathe it, you're going through something. That all God will let you go through. Every additive that he added to your life. Can I tell you something? That the suffering of this present age is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in you. God is putting every disappointment, he's putting it in the mix. He's putting every time they turn their back on you, he is putting it in the mix. And when God gets through, We shall be. I may look a little salty right now. I may look like a little flowery right now. I may not be something that you can consume, but in the end, somebody that just say, God, in the end, you are working a far more exceeding way to glory. So let God take you through the process. Because when you finish, you shall come forth as pure gold. Somebody stand to your feet and give God a praise for the process. Somebody give him glory that he's allowing every good thing. That it does not yet appear what I shall be. But all I know is that when he comes, he's making me beautiful. He's making me beautiful.
thank you. Oh God, we thank you. Tell them go through. Don't you worry about it. Go through. Go through. You may be in a salty stage, but don't worry about it. It may be bitter right now. You went through a salty stage, bro. But God said he's going to make you a wonderful cake. He's putting it all in the mix. He's putting it all in the mix. Tell them what to go through. The stage that you're in. Because it's the ingredients. If the salt wasn't in there, if the flower was not in there, Something that's bitter by itself. When God adds it, all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord. Who are the call? Can somebody lift your hands and thank God that He He's adding in the necessary ingredients? He's such a master. He knows what we need. For where I'm taking you, you need to feel somebody turning their back on you. Because there are sometimes you're going to have to walk this walk alone. Following Jesus will put you out on an island by yourself. So God said, I let that salty period come in your life. So you will know how I felt when I was on that cross. That even he had to say, Father. He said, Eli, Eli, Sabbath. Father, why have thou forsaken me? I know every, all, these, all these people, but God, why have thou forsaken me? And if we're going to be following Jesus, we're going to go through Jesus went through. Encourage somebody on your way to your seat, tell them, go through. Accept the ingredients. Accept it. Accept the ingredients. Well, Jeremiah and Jeremiah 29 11 I know the plans I have for you and my plans are not to do you evil it's to prosper you not to do you harm tell somebody he has good plans for you the last thing I want to share with you I've got more but I want to get it to the end is this ministry anybody in this place Is that the last thing about the table I want to share with you is about being at the table. Somebody say you're worthy. Tell your neighbor, tell them you're worthy to have a seat at the table. See, so many times the devil doesn't mind us being saved, but he gets in our intellect and in our minds. And he tells us that because of what you did, because you had the baby out of wedlock, and because you did this and because you did that, you may be saved. He's letting you in just because the blood says you have to be let in. But what the devil tries to put on us is a spirit of shame. 
that we will never walk into the fullness of our sonship. Tell somebody, you are a son. I want you to turn with me real quickly. It says this in Ephesians 1 and 3. It says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us, somebody say he's blessed us, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. I can stay there and preach because that's so rich, it's ridiculous. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. This is what I want to draw your attention to. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. Let me break that down. Predestinated means you are preordained. Tell somebody, I'm preordained. Tell somebody, I'm supposed to be here. See, when enemies and people say, what are you doing here? You need to hold your head. I ain't talking about in arrogance, but in confidence, I'm supposed to be here. Because I'm predestinated. Jesus chose me before the foundation of the earth to be in this place, to be holding this position, to be doing what God called me to do. And when you have that, uh, when you have that confidence, you don't, you don't bow your head and scratch it for nobody. Why? Because I belong here. When you show up in the boardroom and everybody has to stand up at attention because you the man. Walk in there with your head held high because you belong here. I've been predestinated. It is, it, is, it is of the kingdom's advantage that I belong here. Whew. I'm telling y'all, in this year of fulfillment, you got to have a mentality when you walk in the room. That the room is about to shift when I walk in because I belong here. Because I carry the, I carry the agenda of the kingdom of God in my bosom. And it will behoove them to accept me. Because when they accept me, they accept the kingdom of God. Tell somebody, I belong here. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Tell somebody besides you, I'm accepted in the beloved. I want to speak to those for just a couple of seconds about people that have a complex of rejection. That you, have may been, you may have been subject to the rejection of people. And some of those people may have been your own parents or your own caretakers. Some of you in this room, your mama didn't want you. She gave you up to grandma. Maybe because she had a substance abuse problem or whatever. Or wait, wait, maybe, maybe because she wasn't ready. You, in their mind, it made sense because I'm trying to give you to somebody so that you can have a better life. But in your mind, you are, you are receiving it as what was so wrong with me that mama didn't want me. Some of your parents, see, you got to understand parents, and we got to be oh so careful. We've got to discipline our children. We have to hold them accountable. But we got to understand, we have to understand that when a child sees a parent, they are seeing their first picture of God. So if I can never do nothing right for mom and daddy, when I grow up and I try to have an, a relationship with Abba Father, I feel like I can never measure up. And the devil takes a root because he knows that the first picture of God is your parents. Can anybody testify to the fact that you had to work through some things? 
to feel like you could even be accepted by God. But the word of God says right here, to the praise of the glory of grace, wherein he has made us. Tell us about it, he made me. I want you to listen, I want you to lean in real close. I'm just about to finish. Tell somebody, he made me. Accepted. Woo! That's worth the whole trip right there. I want you to get the revelation. You were unworthy. You were unfit. You were undeserving. Anybody with your past, what you, you would be doing if we put your re the resume and the film strip and, we, and we, we projected it on this screen. Y'all wouldn't want to hear me preach if you projected my unworthiness on this screen. But thank God that he looks past our faults. He looks past, maybe it's just me, but he looked past all my frailties, all my faults, all my craziness, all my shortcomings. Every time I made a promise to him and I was sincere about it, but as soon as, soon as the heat and the pressure got off, I went back to it like a dog going back to its vomit. Has anybody ever been there? We can't be honest at church. Where can we be honest at? But I want you to lean in beside somebody. Come on, lean in, lean in beside somebody and tell them, say, tell them out of all I've done, he made me accept it. I was unacceptable. But he took what I was. me with my rough edges clipped a couple things off but added a couple things kept a couple of blemishes so I won't get caught up in pride put me in the fire see that fire softens you up so he can mold you He can burn that stuff out of you that you don't need. Try to get that pride out of you. Because where I'm taking you, pride goes before a fall, so you can't have it in you. So I, so I let a couple down, I let a thorn stay in your side to keep you humble. Because he's such a good God, I withhold a good thing because I'd rather you stay low than go high and fall back down. Look, I know, I know you've been through some stuff. I know you did some things that weren't pleasing. I didn't like it. But I've thrown that stuff away. I don't see you for what you've done. I see you for what I made you. And you may not be there yet. But what I put in you, it's going to come to the surface. Tell somebody, tell them he made me accept him. Everybody stand there to your feet. Y'all say right there, I want to do one more demonstration. Tell somebody he made me accept him. Not only he made me accept him, but he made me accept it in the beloved. So you can't just read the Bible, you got to read the Bible. He made me accept it in the beloved. Tell somebody in the beloved. 
in the beloved is a special set aside category that it is beyond just a general is it's beyond just a he got the whole world in his hands and we all God's children but yellow black and white we oppressed in the sight I understand all that but there was a special category that God calls the beloved he said I have accepted you when you accept Jesus I accept you that if you make the first step I clean you up and I make you accepted somebody raise their hand and say thank God for accepting me I pray right now for those with the spirit of rejection those that have a spirit of unworthiness to feel like you don't measure up God said it's not for you to measure up it is me that is in you I am the hope of glory and I am going to advance you I am the one I want you to hear the word of the Lord I don't that what you have done and what happened to you is not the totality of who you are it is just an ingredient inside of your testimony and when I get you there because you will get there somebody listen to the word of the Lord when you get there people will marvel said how did you get from here to there and when people ask you God said do not be ashamed lift up your voice and say God it is God who has made me and not me myself I want you to know don't be ashamed of where you've been it is part of your testimony God said today begins the process of me making you acceptable somebody lift your hands and thank God that he's making you acceptable thank you Lord with your past with your testimony with all the beds you've been in and out of God said I'm making you acceptable I'm making you that that's what God is doing. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for making me acceptable. Come on, come on. Thank worship for 30 more seconds. Come on. Come on. Say, thank you, Lord, that you accepted me. I thank you, Lord, that a cloud of acceptance is sitting on you right now. God said, the first thing some of you need to do is accept yourself. No one else can accept you because you don't accept you. Oh God, I thank you. You look in the mirror and you don't even like who you see. God said as soon as you accept yourself. Oh, I thank you Lord that healing is in this room right now. The last thing I want to share with you, and real quickly, and you can stay standing, tell somebody there is a seat at the table for you. The last thing in the kitchen here is this is where we sit down. Y'all remember when you, were, when you were little kids? At Thanksgiving, they used to get the little kids the little card table. <laughs> Anybody remember, just, maybe it's just me. They give y'all some little, little trays you can sit on your lap. Everybody sitting in this style eating. Like, oh, I so do wish one day I can sit at the table. Anybody ever been there? They got all the good silverware. They got all the good stuff. We get, we get the little Dixie cups and little... We ain't get, you ain't even getting a fork. You're getting a sport from KFC. The little flexible thing. Don't even, I'm trying to dig into the stuff. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't, don't encourage my bad behavior. Anyway. But tell somebody, I want to seat at the table. I'm going to read this scripture for you. And then we're going to go. Ephesians, the second chapter. And the fifth verse says this. 
that even when we were dead in sin have quickened us together with Jesus Christ it is by grace ye are saved and has raised us up together and made us tell somebody he made me sit together with Jesus in heavenly places I want you to know people of God that you don't do no you know you are no longer just a little servant and a little pauper in the house of God you deserve a seat at the table see you got to understand see I used to hang around I, they wouldn't let me sit at the table, but I'd hang, I'd hang around. Because they always hung around older, older people. That's the reason people say, well, you're so old, because I hung around, hung around older people all the time. But business is conducted at the table. Secrets are told at the table. The advantage, it's grown folk talk at the table. The things that are going to affect your life, your livelihood, and the next steps that you take in life. Tell somebody, it's at the table. And unless you have, see, we, see, we, 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 we can't have this beggar's mentality. Say, Lord, as long as I get some crumbs for the table. You don't have to have crumbs when you can have a slice of the whole loaf. Anyway, you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. That's not in the Bible. The word of God said, I am an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, which means I can have a piece of the bread, the pie, the cake, the pot pie, the, the green beans, everything, say everything belongs to me. And guess what? God, 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 God ain't serving it up on, on some Dixie cups. He ain't serving on some old flimsy. Y'all, y'all, y'all ever been to them thing with, with, with the little little flimsy plates and they got the little ruff, ruffles on the side? You put some gravy in that thing and you got about three minutes to eat, or the bottom gonna fall out that joker. So you gotta, so you gotta stack about ten of them together so that the gravy don't. So anybody ever been there? God said, "I am a first class God." And when I seat you at the table, you are going to enjoy all the splendor, all the riches, all the blessing. See, we serve a God that adorned the walls of heaven with jasper and a rubies. It's time for us to say, God, if you just give me some crumbs, if you just let me have a note, you are an heir and joint heir. People of royalty walk in a place and expect the best. I am trying to change your mentality, y'all. Tell somebody, expect the best. When you walk in the bank, expect the best. When you walk in an interview, expect the best. Tell somebody, expect the best. The last thing I want to share with you, and I want you to hold hands with somebody as we're about to pray. Tell somebody, welcome into the kitchen. What are you eating? What are you eating? What is your diet? What are you consuming? 
The stage, the stage that you're going through, it may be a salty stage, it may be a flowery stage, it may be a bitter stage, but tell somebody it's just an ingredient. Tell somebody you're worthy to sit at the table. You're worthy to sit at the table. The place where God is telling secrets. Jesus made you worthy to sit at the table. I'm going to read this last thing to you and I want you to meditate on the goodness of the Lord. And it's John 15 and 15 that says this. That I no longer call you servant. Because a servant does not know the master's business. Instead, somebody say instead. I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my father... I will make known unto you. I want you to tell somebody besides that he calls me friend. Tell somebody I'm no longer a servant. I'm his friend. You tell secrets to your friends. You do special favors for your friends. You're more apt to forgive when they do you wrong. If you don't mean much to me, you do me wrong, you know what? I just X you out of my mind. But if we've been through some things together, we've been in some foxholes together, it takes a whole lot for me to disown you. Tell somebody he calls me friend. Come on, can we begin to worship the Lord? As you still hold your hands, come on, let's worship together that he accepts us. That we are dealing with these elephants in the room. That we've been hating the ingredients. But he's made you accepted in the beloved today. Come on, let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you have accepted us. We thank you, Lord, that it is no goodness of our own, God. But it is through your grace and your mercy, God, that we were not consumed and that you made us fit for the master's use. And so right now, God, I pray over God's people right now. Thanking you today, God, that you have made us fit. You have made us eligible. And Lord, you have added in the necessary things because all things are working together in the lives of your people right now. Lord, we declare that we are called according to your purpose and we are good men and we are good women. So today, God, we accept the stage that you have us in. We accept the fiery trial that we may be going through. We accept the period of, of tribulation and fiery furnace that we are in because, God, they are simply ingredients to the cake they are ingredients in the in, in these individual episodes that we're going through they don't taste good by themselves God they may seem real bitter they may seem real sour but God we know your way of working a far more exceeding weight of glory in us and for that we thank you and so Lord we pray for our neighbor right now can you begin to pray for your neighbor that they accept the ingredients 
I don't know what kind of beautiful cake he's making you, but it may, it may require a little bit more salt. It may require a little more sugar than mine. It may take a little bit more cinnamon. It may take a little bit more milk. Let God, God has a specific recipe for you. Come on, pray for that neighbor right now. God, we thank you that today is the day of encouragement for us to know that what we're going through is not meant to destroy us. It's meant to add flavor to who we are. It's adding chapters to our story. It's making us better. It's making us wiser. So allow us, God, us to develop a taste, the palate of our spirit for the things that are going to edify and build us and take us where we're going. Let us not eat for where we are or where we've been, but let us eat for where you're taking us. Lord, I believe that there is greatness in this room. I believe that there are unbirthed ministries in this room. Lord, let our appetite reflect where we're going. And Lord, as you show us, Lord, we'll add things in. We'll take things out. They are in alignment with the end picture you have for us. God, we love you. God, we bless you. We thank you for, for who you are, who you made us, and where you're taking us. We receive this word today. We are hearers now, but Lord, we're leaving as doers. And we will do the necessary hard things to make sure that we are the beautiful cake. We are the beautiful end result that you have in mind Lord for your thoughts are not like our thoughts your ways are not like our ways it's a way that seems right to a man but in the end the end of that way is destruction so Lord we thank you Lord that we yield our thoughts our plans to you we love you we thank you we receive this word in Jesus' name in Jesus' name in Jesus' name amen amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together and bless him. Come on, if you receive this word, come on and give him real praise. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.